It's Jackson Jackson time once again. This is uh the tenth the tenth time. One zero. One zero. Episode Who X. Who would have thought we'd get this far? Certainly nobody that thought we would get to nine thought we would get to ten. <laughs> Some of the wow. people that thought we'd get to eleven might have thought we'd get to ten. I thought we were just gonna do the whole thing backwards and go from like <laughs> Uh, you know, 12 or 13 or however many songs. You know, you, Raleigh, you could honestly tell me this album has 26 songs, and I believe <laughs> you, and I'd keep doing these episodes. We can we can skip around. We can really uh, screw with people and go completely out of order, and then they can piece it together afterwards. I don't think we should do that for our one listener, Kirk Howley. <laughs> um, but speaking of other people, we have a very special guest on this episode of Yax and Jackson. I do not want to waste any more time not hearing his uh, melodious voice. Um, please, ladies and gentlemen, and Kirk Alley, mostly, <laughs> please welcome comedy wrestler and host of the, of the Mars Daily Media Podcast, Lamar McLean. <laughs> I've been laying in the weeds, man, uh, just getting, getting, getting a feel for your, for your guys' banter. It's, it's exciting to be here live, so to speak. <laughs> after, listening, after listening to the first nine, first nine episodes, uh, quick question: Which tracks were the lost ones? Um, rock, oh, you mean the episodes we did that we didn't release? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did um, um, "Rock with You" and was it "Don't Don't Stop to Get"? Yeah, no. "Don't Stop to Get Enough." Was it or was it? Uh, one oh of, man, yeah, yeah and yeah, and that first one. I think the first one we did. But don't stop till you get enough. And that episode is like three and a half hours long. <laughs> oh man! We talk like we spent so much time talk, talking at the top of it and didn't play the song until like ninety minutes in. Well, God, it takes it can with Michael Jackson, especially from that period. It can take a while to get enough. It really can. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But uh, and also like we can't release those episodes because at the end of one of them, I don't even remember which one. Uh, there is a little, there's some, there's some, uh, I, I don't know, I guess maybe you'd call it PG-13 or R-rated conversation about, uh, one of our personal lives. Maybe both of our personal lives. I mean, I was so drunk for all of that. <laughs> was it about our personal <laughs> life? I think it was mostly about Tatum O'Neill. <laughs> well, there was that too, yeah. Yeah, and because, oh, yeah, it did, you know. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, Raleigh, did you uh, by any chance go to uh, Chiller Fest in Parsippany this weekend? Because uh, Tatum no. O'Neill was there. Was she really? Oh, I didn't know that. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been to Chiller in a few years. I've been, I've gone a few times, but uh, I did not go this year. Okay, I, I was tempted to go, and then I realized that. Um, well, number one, I'd have to take a train to Parsippany and get a get a shuttle, and then I'd have to get online, and Sons of Anarchy were there, so there was a three, a really long line for that, and I just wanted to see Leslie Ann Warren. That's the only reason I was going to go. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into that. Yeah. Leslie Ann uh, Warren, is that, was that chiller? That's kind of a, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Was there a, well, she was, a clue reunion or there something? Was a, I don't remember if there was a reunion, and if there was a clue reunion, it would have been a, 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 a small one. There was a, ta- a Terminator reunion that took place, and My- Michael Bain and Linda Hamilton both uh, came through, as well as a, 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 a not ter- Terminator-related, but 
Hulk Hogan showed up. Oh, wow. Getting some of that there, brother. (laughs) Hulk Hogan's been in New Jersey a lot this year, I feel. (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know whether to be figurative about that. (laughs) Oh, man, his... The whites of his eyes look like they're always celebrating breast cancer awareness. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not a wonder that he wears sunglasses all the time. He's he's a sad sight sometimes. <laughs> That's, Boy, yeah. So fam- Still, he fam- managed to have sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife and videotape it. So, no. Yeah, that was sort of yeah, a setup, I, I think. Yeah. Well, well, I made my requisite uh, reference to Bubba the Love Sponge, so we can get on <laughs> with the rest of the episode now. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yes, moving on to um to the meat of this uh this meal. We have Give In Give In to Me, the tenth track off of Dangerous. And uh I think it's the eighteenth bill eighteen billionth single released from the album. Uh, wow, I didn't I didn't know this was a single. because it's it's one of the darker tracks on the on the album. Uh, I I think only I mean tonally anyway, I I, I it's up there with Last week's song, um, which was I'm blanking on the name of it. Uh, who is it? Um, last week, yeah. Who is it? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like the uh, there was something very like I don't know, dusky about the both both of these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and, they're uh, a good I'm matchup. Not into that? Oh, you're not into the darker stuff. No, I am actually. This is a weird thing. Like I think I might have requested that if, if you if you were having guests that. I, I called dibs for this song. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely did. Like the first after the first episode, you were like, "I got to get in on give in to me." Um, and and I was that like, was, hey. yeah. I, I mean, as if there was going to be a mad dash for it. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, we but, had to bump Tito Jackson and Joe Jackson just to get you on. Yes. And oh, Mo- not Joe, not Joseph. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He wasn't happy. And multi instrumentalist oh, Teddy Riley. <laughs> multi instrumentalist. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you guys talking about multi instrumentalist Teddy Riley? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I I mean I Joe Jackson. I gotta I gotta wash my back because the last thing I want to do is get assaulted by somebody who looks like a cricket and Satan had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I actually meant I meant I meant the white English singer Joe Jackson. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know who that is. Is it pulling, yeah, the pulling uh, muscles he, from a show? He did "Got guy. the Time," and uh, I don't know, Raleigh. You, you know, you know Joe Jackson's catalog better than I. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What the time? Is he just doing like riffs on Michael Jackson songs? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, "Got the Time." Got the, uh, got the Time. Uh, Rock yeah, which was. Well, listen. Beat, beat off. <laughs> I'm not going to stand here and listen to this this besmirchment this, this of Joe Jackson's <laughs> career, which I know nothing of. Is he? he he's the one that did uh, pulling muscles from a shell, right? He did what now? Pulling muscles from from a shell. Is that him? Uh, it possibly. I don't know. And, uh, fruit <laughs> tempted, tempted by the fruit of another, or whatever that's called. Right? Is that the same guy? Uh, tempted by the fruit of another, wasn't I thought that was Steve Winwood. No, no, no. No? No. I don't know. I'm, 
I'm not sure, but pulling muscles from a, from a shell sounds like a Randy Newman song or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was the lost track from uh, The Little Mermaid, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Raleigh, yeah. who wrote Give In To Me? Who got the credits on that? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Written, <clears throat> composed, and produced by Michael Jackson and Bill, P- Bill Bottrell. So... Okay. S- seems like a team effort this time. Oh man, this song is really fucked up, guys. Like it is, it is disturbing. <laughs> how is, uh, now? How do you see it as being fucked up, Lamar? Because when you told me initially the song is fucked up, I was expecting to hit this. I had never really listened to this one before, and uh, well, I was expecting to hear like accordions and like you know a lot of like dissonant screaming. Tell me how it's <laughs> fucked up, just like in well, I, in the. Go ahead. Well, well, sonically it's great. I, I mean, the I like the guitars. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, I don't know. The, the Raleigh, you're more uh, qualified with the terminology of things, but it seems like a, it seems like a rock ballad of sorts, uh, and that's that's different from the other stuff on the album, which is cool. Uh, so on that front, I dig it. But the narrative of the song. Now that I've actually listened to the lyrics, which I didn't do when I was younger, uh, we and you guys talk about how the speaker or like the the narrator of the song of these songs might not necessarily be Michael Jackson, and mm. I don't know if that's the case here, but I do know that the voice is coming from something like a vengeful god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that the title given to me is something that like you know, Vigo the Carpathian would say. <laughs> it's not something that you would say to, like, a woman if you're trying to convince her, unless you wanted to sound like a magician or, like, a demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm starting it, to think with a lot of these tracks, um, some of them, uh, the, the lyrics sound uh, like more of a throwaway kind of vocal, uh, a throwaway lyric than than others do. And I and I think mm-hmm. this, this is one of those where... I'm like, I don't want to read, uh, we're going to read into it, but I don't want to read too much into it because I feel like he just kind of threw some shit out there. Some of it happened to rhyme and then he, it was more important that he got the feeling and he matched the vocal with that than, than what any of it actually means. (laughs) I, 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 that's the, that's the, uh, the optimistic uh, tack to take, which I'll, I'll rock with you on that. But unfortunately, there are some things I just can't uninterpret. <laughs> so, so it's like, jeez. It's like, oh. and, and also, I mean, he's Michael Jackson. Does he really get to just be like, oh, those placeholder lyrics are good enough for the final thing, you know? Uh, no, he doesn't. I, I don't know. He's not, I'm holding him to a higher standard, like ballpark franks. <laughs> yes. If anything, if any, if any song indicates that his his life and his existence is not that of a normal person, this is it. Mm. Mm. All right. I'm gonna... not, not, to, not, not to quote the Michael Jackson documentary, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, Lamar, is, is this it? <laughs> this is it. Wait, who is it? <laughs> who is it? This is it. <laughs> Wait, why? Why do you want to trip on me when you know who it is and this is it? 
Just, oh, don't stop, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't got enough yet. We won't, yes, so. <laughs> uh, beat me to it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a little of this track so we don't tease our yeah. use, our listeners any longer. <clears throat> nope, that's not it. <laughs> oh, well. stop it already this is uh i I think from from uh the opening to the first lyric i think this may be the fastest so far on any on any track on this album he wastes no time and gets uh he's getting right into it (laughs) i i got i I got nothing just yet because the dissonance has not begun (laughs) (laughs) okay well Well, i'll I'll, just play it I'm just going to piggyback to uh, an earlier comment that Lamar uh, said before, and and I'll agree that this is uh, sonically this is this is cool. This is as as the whole second half of the album has been so far. Once uh, once Teddy Riley kind of backed off, it's um, we've had a lot more room for different sounding tracks. Um, not everything mm-hmm. is the same. Like start with a drum beat and then the bass comes in and then blah, blah, blah. And then Michael comes in and then whatever. This is different. Everything sounds different. And overall, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Because I was going to make a a Teddy Riley comment. They can wait. Oh, multi-instrumentalist Teddy Riley. Okay. You can do that in a second. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think overall this, uh, like this, if I have any general comment about uh, "Give In to Me," it's like it's really, it's a really solid track from beginning to end. It's like, uh, you know, it's 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 dense without being murky, and it's uh, you know, it's presenting a different kind of mood than we've seen. And uh, you know, it's like Slash. It's like you can tell this is Slash playing, but like he's not doing anything that you would say is maybe like cliche, uh, cliche Slash. You know. Like it is, it doesn't start out with like some crazy, like some stupid, like you know, blues scale solo or whatever. <laughs> I'm not really sure that that uh, it, that is Slash actually. Um, Slash, uh, oh, I, I don't even think we've mentioned it yet. Slash is, of course, the uh, special guest guitarist on this album. I mean, on this track. Um, but I, uh-huh. I'm not sure that that's him playing this rhythm part. Um, there is another guitarist credited, actually. There is uh, two guitarists. Bill Bottrell is credited as a guitarist, and a guy named Tim Pierce is also credited um, bef- before we get to Slash's special guitar performance credit. So it, oh, I'm not what, sure. Did Slash just do the solo then? Well, then forget everything I fucking said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim Pierce may have just this fooled been, you. This been great. Hunter Pierce and Bill Belichick play great guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was more I, the uh, the name of that other songwriter had me thinking of uh, the the newscaster Bill Butel. <laughs> Bill Butel. <laughs> Bill Butel. <laughs> yeah, you guys remember him? Right. Yeah, was he from I remember uh, Bill Butel. Was he from was Fox? Channel Seven action. Oh, Channel Seven. Okay, I do yeah. remember. Who's Bill Butel? Is he, he was the uh, white haired gentleman that used to follow Ernie and Nastas. Uh, mm. Well, yeah. keep fucking that chicken. Did that's he, all I can say. Whatever I hear, that beautiful name. 
Is Bill Butel uh, the? Uh, is he the newscaster that got into a big argument with uh, with a reporter, or am I thinking of somebody else? That might have been. Uh, that might have been uh, uh, Jim Ryan. Uh, yeah, Jim Ryan from you know, from Good Day New York. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think that was Jim Ryan. <laughs> Man, we are really cycling through the uh, New York area newscasters, and I'm loving it. <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> Nax Yaxon yeah. Caster. We gonna hit some Sue Simmons. We are gonna do some <laughs> Sue Simmons action in there. Maybe a little Chuck Scarborough. T. Y. Oh, indeed. Um, don't don't get me started on Rosanna Scotto. <laughs> 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 she was awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So uh, sorry, uh, Lamar. You were gonna say something before about multi instrumentalist Teddy Riley. I was. All I was gonna say was that there was a period uh, during the. Uh, during his career where he had a mild obsession with jamming or the term jam because not only is there a track called jam on this album as you guys know but there were two different versions of a song that he called teddy's jam under the uh, for guy uh, I, I don't know what his deal was i don't know if it was his signature for a while or if it was one of those things where it was it was uh, jam was to him as as death was to russell simmons but he was into the, he was into the jamming for a while. Hmm. Hmm. Well, listen, multi-instrumentalist Teddy Riley is an unpredictable force of nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting, though, how sometimes um, artists, like, latch on to terminology and, uh, you know, keep pushing their... Uh, push, I'm trying to think, I'm, like, scrambling for another example here. <laughs> His jam agenda? Um, um, well, uh, a fear... You know, they, they're pushing their beer agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, or I guess, like, uh, um, you know, fear. There, there are lots of key phrases with fear, like uh, beer and, um, you know, middle class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm spiraling out. <laughs> I feel uh, like uh, didn't so. Fishbone sort of, Fishbone had, a, had words that came up a lot in their titles, right? Something about nuts. I think Fish, Fishbone is a band that use words in a lot of their songs. Um, they put words and <laughs> music together. Wow, that was a uh, that was a little uncalled for, James Green Jr. <laughs> 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 that that humor was that humor was very dry. <laughs> well, listen, uh, they don't call me the Sahara of podcast <laughs> comedy for nothing. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, while we're, uh, we've already heard the first line, I think, of this song. Um, does anybody have the lyrics up there? I, I did not pull them up on okay. purpose because I, I know that uh, I know that our crack investigator Jim Green Jr. will uh, will hook that up. But what I heard, what I heard what I heard was always takes it with a heart of stone. Always take it with a heart of stone. Yeah, that's that's what I heard also. Well, unfortunately, crack investigator Jim Green Jr.'s uh, computer no longer turns on. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Forgot right. about that one. All right. Uh, there's no, uh, that's why you're hearing my voice with the clarity of like a 1996 uh, cell phone. All right, well, here's, um, here's what we'll do this week then. I will, uh, I'll look up the lyrics and uh, Lamar can get a crack at interpreting them all this week. How about that? 
That sounds great. And Riley, I'm sorry about that fish going snap. I've just been under a lot of pressure lately. <laughs> you know how it is down <laughs> It's okay. Um, all right, I am. Uh, I'm going with some lyrics that uh, every word is capitalized. So I don't know how trustworthy that is, but um, I think I think we <laughs> so all. That means that means the lyrics have uh, some kind of mental disorder. <laughs> <laughs> um, she always takes it with a heart of stone. I think we all got it. <laughs> all right. Now what? Now what the hell does that mean? He's dealing with someone who is uh, who is extra sensitive, I guess. Okay. Uh, takes things personally and and with 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 great gravitas. Okay. I see. Uh, wait, now she always takes it with a heart of stone. Yes. Like to me, that makes it sound like she has a heart of stone, and she's like really tough and she doesn't give him any, like he's really emotional and like sensitive and he she doesn't give him anything back that's the way i uh, interpret it yeah i guess it was the taking that uh, that made me go the direction that i did as opposed to the the the, the hard the, the solidity of of a rock but uh, mm-hmm. yeah so we're already we're already just completely split on what this guy could possibly be fucking talking about well, let me. We I'll, can't go on. This is. I'm too worked <laughs> up about this. I'm too angry that we are disagreeing. I'll give a little <laughs> a little clarity to the situation. I I interpret it as um, she is uh, taking some kind of witch's potion, and uh, it's it's the heart the heart of a stone, the eye of a newt, and the hair of a gorilla. I don't know. Some kind and of how some is kind this, of crazy. When she concoction. makes this magical elixir, <laughs> like what's her motivation? It's to quench. Her desire. <laughs> oh, poor shadow. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let's see. What what exactly is she going to do with this heart of stone? That's that's what we're all wondering. I think. Well, she throws it back to him. <laughs> hmm. And, and all she does is throw. Throws it back to me? Yeah. Yeah. The she takes it, which we must assume is his love, with a heart of stone and throws it back to him like a medicine ball. Hmm. Okay. Is it the love? He hasn't really he hasn't really specified what it is. Well, yet. I think the guitar playing of Bill Pelichek, uh <laughs> or Hunter Fierce proves that like <laughs> it's love. That's you know I I I I'll agree with you only because um, as I've found whenever you come to a point in a Michael Jackson song you don't know what he said or you don't know what he's talking about the safe assumption is it's love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, did no one tell Did no one tell Michael Jackson to go for clarity on first mention of a pro, before a pronoun can get used? No. <laughs> no. What an what an come on man. Nobody, there's I mean, definitely nobody editing these things. No, there's a living no guy. One. You know, no one told him to put on that second glove, and he just walked around with no glove on that hand like a crazy person. <laughs> 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 and then Coco Beware was born. <laughs> <laughs> did we ever find out where Coco be? Because I don't think I did. This is all about my ass. 
he, <laughs> uh, he'd be at every legend convention that there possibly could be. <laughs> Is he still alive? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I'm sure he's tabling next to Virgil and Harley Race. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I don't I, think there's, there's not there isn't enough room at the Union Station subway stop for him to table with Virgil. Oh God! I, I heard Coco Beware on a it was I think a Huffington Post interview. Um, it was uh, an interview with Mark Henry, and it was about um, race in the WWF and wrestling in general. It was about like why there aren't more African American world champions, and it was a it was a good conversation back and forth between the host and Mark Henry, and then. Coco Beware just happened to be another guest and completely derailed the conversation. <laughs> with with his dance moves and practice. <laughs> <laughs> he was just I don't know if he was listening to everything that was said before they went to him or uh or what, but he he definitely didn't add anything to the conversation. I don't know that I've ever heard Coco Beware speak other than uh, it, been singing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're if you're looking for uh, like deep, uh, thoughtful discourse on those kind of issues. You go to a grown man named Coco. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what do I know? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what you know, man. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> I don't know where Coco be. <laughs> there should be a whole oh, reality a, show with Coco uh, Beware and Coco Chanel and uh, Coco Crispy. That would be I'd watch that show. <laughs> Coco <laughs> Fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Treasure Lee, Coco, Treasure Lee. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna say that I think right now this podcast has just gone off the rails. <laughs> Every, everybody drink. <laughs> yep, I'm chug- I'm doing a keg stand. <laughs> All right. let's, let's. So what we what we've got here is Michael Jackson saying that, uh, and and for, for, for purposes of discussion, that his love is being completely rejected by this by this ice queen. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm yeah, gonna agree. I'm yeah, that's what it seems to be. That's what it seems to be leading to. I that's not too complex, and I think that's uh, right up Michael's alley for this album. Has he? I feel like he's touched on something similar to this before, or he's always approaching this sort of thing from some angle. Whether he's the icy one or the other character is the icy one, there's a lot of that. There's not a lot of um, love that actually is successful on this album. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm- well, I mean, does anybody want to hear songs about successful love? I mean, isn't that kind of the point of a lot of music? Is so people can relate to shitty relationship issues? Dude, Randy Newman is listening to this show right now, and he's just like, bro, <laughs> like, my career is just that. Yeah, his career writing songs for like animated movies. Uh, listen, I'm disrespecting Randy Newman. It's that kind of night. Welcome to the Paradigm. <laughs> I can't handle this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, now now that you mention it, I'm seeing Randy Newman is using the hashtag Yaks and Jackson to communicate with us on Twitter. 
I hope he doesn't call in. I mean, that would just be the worst. I don't. I don't think he's going to call in this time around. <laughs> we already have. You don't. You no, don't? We, we already have what too many. We already have too many technical uh, things going at once here. <laughs> oh man! I don't think we can take well, any phone calls. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's uh, let's get back to a little bit of this tune, since we're only two lines into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've spent a lifetime looking for someone Don't try to understand me Just simply do the things I say All right. I'm glad you played all three lines. <laughs> because they're 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 reliant on each other. So uh, I spent a lifetime looking for someone. Don't try to understand me. Just simply do the things I say. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, guys, what? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, Michael just wants you to get in the kitchen and uh, you know fetch his slippers. That's. I think that's the most aggressive he's been on this album, right? Um. I mean, like in term, like his lyri- lyrically, yeah. I feel like this. He's not singing as forcefully as when he was complaining about the dumb people who can't read. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was pretty aggressive trying to ask his ex if she remembered the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> toward the end, toward the end of the song, because yeah. uh, I guess. It just wasn't coming through, and he just—I mean—he he just had to drive the issue, drive the, the issue home. And then <laughs> it seems like Michael Jackson. It seems like, uh, based on this album, he has a lot of women in his life that he has communication issues with. And yeah. It seems like maybe he should find some new female friends. Well, he's and all aggravating him. I think he's trying to um, trying to solve the issue by telling them not to even bother trying to understand him. And I feel like he's also sort of speaking to me, the listener, at the same time, that I shouldn't bother trying to understand what he's saying. But uh-huh. what, what I don't know is he's telling us to, do, to simply do the things he says, but he's not spelling out what those things are. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's the kind of issue that plagues every relationship on the rock. And my facts are just leading the charge of song right now. It's crazy. <laughs> mm. Unless, unless, yeah, I mean, like, I, it's kind I'll of. Go ahead, Raleigh. I was just gonna say it's kind of it's kind of circular. Like he's saying, just do the things I say. Give in to me. Well, give in. Give give what into you? Like, what are we? What are we giving up? What are we? I don't. I still don't know what he wants us to do. <laughs> well, if you well if you love me, you wouldn't have to ask what it is. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> uh, I've heard that before because I've been in relationships, so I can relate. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know who know like yeah, uh, this is uh, you know again a recurring theme we always come back to is like you know what reality is Michael Jackson living in. Uh, where like he'll you know he there are so many lyrics where he's saying stuff where it's like you know are you like a functioning adult or like are these lyrics being ghostwritten by like Romanian children? <laughs> this is like Old Testament Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
real wrath of God type stuff? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how dare you? Can we get through? Can we get through one recording session without two to Dan Aykroyd references? <laughs> All right, well, we're we're upon the chorus, and uh, I'll say, lyrically, we're still not satisfied, but uh, musically, it's it's interesting, and it's ramping up to something, clearly. Um, we're, mm-hmm. we're at the right point where a chorus is going to jump in here. How good is this chorus going to be? I guess, I guess we just have to hit play to find out. Oh, yeah, bro. Doug is a feeling. All right. So, Jim, you want to stab at this one? <laughs> uh, well, you know, if you want to, like, whatever, if you think that he's just talking, I mean, I'm just flummoxed when he says, quench my desire. That kind of takes off a lot. But, you know, it, clearly maybe he's not looking for something as, like, lighthearted as, a, you know, a coffee date. Um, <laughs> and... I don't know. It just seems like he's coming across whatever he wants. He's coming across so like intense, uh, and you know, uh, given you know the way he just kind of like he starts to say "given to me," then like he says, uh, you know, then he kind of like it feels like he's collapsing on himself. Like he, even he can't handle his own power. <laughs> and, <you know? laughs> I like how he's. he's He's ex- he's explaining to someone what love is, while at the same time demonstrating that he has no idea how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Um, Michael is giving in to mansplaining in this song quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, do you think he was a men's rights? I can't even say men's rights activist. <laughs> That's, that's harder to say than multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> multi-instrumentalist and men's rights active. Men's rights activist. I mean, man, guys, I am fucking wasted. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you you have difficulty saying it because it's a bullshit movement. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I have also been I have also been sipping Jesus juice uh, for this entire episode. Um. Specifically, the line uh, "Give it when I want it." Um, I think that's uh, that's uh, such a such an odd line. It's it's like it's so it's so aggressive for him, and uh, and because because he's on fire isn't a good enough excuse. <laughs> it's not a it's not a good reason to give it when you want it. Yeah. <laughs> really quickly, too. Uh, I mean, an argument could be made. That Michael Jackson is confessing that he's into water sports at this point. <laughs> uh huh. That's true. But you could say, uh, there, you know, there's evidence that it could be water sports. It could be like, uh, you know, <laughs> fecal matter. Like, just something <laughs> bizarre sexually. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. I. I <laughs> So, Raleigh, just so we're clear on these lyrics, so 
does he in fact say love is a feeling give it when i want it i'm on fire quench my desire yes uh is 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 this when he says talk to me woman yeah there's a there's a talk to me woman in there also which, oh man! It's I've, I, um, so many of these phrases are just ridiculous things that you can say in an argument to your wife or girlfriend, and they won't make any sense, but they'll sound passionate. <laughs> yeah. It's, don't try to understand me. Talk to me, damn it! <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I, I, honestly, um, once he rhymed fire with desire, I sort of checked out of the chorus. Yeah. That pisses me <laughs> off more than anything. I mean, so this I, is like... Go ahead, Lamar. I was just going to say, I, 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 I wrote a poem to a girlfriend in, in seventh grade with that couplet, so it's not... It's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's intense, man. In seventh grade, you were confessing that like your desire to some girl and that you had a fire. Um, what <laughs> doubling down on that? It was a rush job because I <laughs> told the right writer something, and then I forgot. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to I had to rattle something off quick, and that's what came out. Thanks, Michael Jackson. <laughs> are you telling and, me, uh, Lamar? Did you write the song? <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you now? Is this an exclusive? Jackson Jackson exclusive? You're taking full credit for writing the song in seventh grade. <laughs> I got two words for you guys. Smoke bomb. <laughs> um, how did your How did this girl react to your poem? I, I think she dug it. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I really don't remember. Uh, but that's guys. That's a story for another day, right? <laughs> okay. So what I'm hearing is she hated it and never spoke to me again. That's okay. We can move on. I don't know. I'm hearing. Oh, Jim. I'm hearing Lamar <laughs> wants to go to midnight when the day turns, and we'll just keep going. <laughs> we can go, we can go oh, six you, hours. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun on this podcast. <laughs> we have fun. Um, okay, so chorus, anybody like it, hate it? It's I weird. Mean, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's like not the worst thing in the world. Uh, you know, it's what you'd expect from a uh, Michael Jackson rock ballad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and perhaps the greatest, oh, the greatest proof ever that, uh, you know, his children were, like, artificially, not, uh, you know, that he, he impregnated Debbie Rowe with, like, artificially or however, you know. I don't think he walked up to Debbie Rowe and said, quench my desire, I'm on fire, listen to me, woman, give in to me, mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. But maybe he did, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, uh, for me, the chorus, and its different uh, lyrical variations are uh, a compound, uh, like a, they're a, like they're a composite. Like if you listen to them all together, it's like, whoa, what is happening in this song right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to getting through the rest of them, so that we can have a, <laughs> a, a more broad conversation of, yeah, just what in the fact the fuck is going on? <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's hit this second verse. Just 
just for for those keeping score at home, we have a some kind of synth- synthesized string section popping in now to differentiate the second verse from the first, which uh, oh, yeah. which is nice. Um, I forgot to mention this at the during the chorus, the uh, the synthesizer, the string synthesizer, or whatever it is, is just way overwhelming to me. It's to me, it's way too high in the mix, especially when you have a slash. Or when you have, you know, just electric guitar in general, that should be taking over a little more than the than the synthesized crap. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Any uh, any lyric lyrical interpretations, Lamar? Uh. So she always knew just how to make me cry, or you. Uh, and never did I ask you questions why. Um, I why why didn't you? Well, you should probably have asked why she's doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I don't, and I think here we start to see this weird complex, like this weird, like narcissistic character come through, who is just who is just made a martyr out of himself, as if not uh, asserting himself to defend from any kind of abuse. Is uh, is a sign of a of a better person, which is not the case. But that's what we're supposed to believe from Michael Jackson. Yeah, he's really he's really definitely um, trying to get our sympathy at this point. It seems, and uh, well, I mean, the entire song he's been trying to get our sympathy and his uh, partner's sympathy. But um, yeah, it's not uh, it's not it's not working <laughs> for me, at least. <laughs> Is it working for you, Jim? Uh, no, no, I don't feel. Uh, I don't. I hope this person leaves him because, I mean, again, just the roots. You know, just that you would you would wrap all this shit around, and give in to me. It's like, man, someone needs to knock you off your high horse, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You can't go <laughs> talking women like that just because you sold fifty million albums. Um, I feel like I would prefer uh, a, an entire song about um, how he's made to cry. Like that's that's the more interesting theme to me. Um, getting I always I always prefer that things get more specific than than general, and that's an intriguing thing. She she always knows just how to make him cry. Well, make that the song. I want to hear what you're crying about. <laughs> do you do you just want to hear an entire song of Michael Jackson crying? Yeah, I can I can do that. <laughs> okay, I mean, what do you think you could say to Michael? Like, if you were in a relationship with Michael Jackson, what do you think you could say to him that would make him cry? What do I think I could say to him? Yes, uh, I could say, Michael, right now there is a starving child who just died somewhere. <laughs> In another country, and uh, in the time that it, you stopped to listen to me say it, you didn't save him. Mm-hmm. Guys, okay. I, think I, might have, I think I might have stumbled onto a new interpretation here. I think he might just have a really weird relationship with a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> huh. hmm. I mean, there he is. The next couple lines might indicate that uh, in, the, in the more literal sense than, than uh, <laughs> uh, to, to drive it home. But, I mean, I'll see what you guys think. 
Okay. But, uh, well. but, but knowing how to make someone cry and having to do just put up with it is like, I mean, and, and, and with the dynamic that he set up where it's just like, don't try to understand me, give me what I want, that sounds like a transaction. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm starting to lean toward that deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I would agree with you if I, if only I could believe that Michael Jackson could visit a dominatrix without being snapped in half. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I always, uh, in a lot of these darker Michael Jackson songs, I often go to the "Is this a prostitute place?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that that's... might be why, why I thought about it because obviously I've listened to every show. Yes, we've so, we've influenced know. your thinking forever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's hear the next couple lines and see if this supports it. Booyah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, maybe the only reason... Maybe the only reason Slash agreed to play on this is because it was about a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She seems to get her kicks from hurting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but a dominatrix doesn't do that. Like, you know, a dominatrix doesn't necessarily, if she's doing that for money, then, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about the dominatrix uh, lifestyle, I guess. You wouldn't just do it as a job if you didn't like it in some capacity. Yeah, I I, I want to believe that you know whether literal or figurative that most dominatrix dominatrices are getting their kicks. Yeah, mm. and even even if it's not even if it's not specifically um, talking about the occupation, um, he seems to be definitely referring to some kind of sadistic um, relationship. Yeah, or which, at least which which, uh, which honestly, from what from what we understand from his point of view, might not even be the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it it to him, it seems that she gets her kicks from hurting him. That m- might not necessarily be the case. <laughs> it just seems that way to him. Mm. So what, what, complex. What do you guys make of the your uh, don't try to understand me because your words just aren't enough. I have no idea. Uh, like, yeah, like, he's got a victim complex, and he, uh, you know, he's nine, apparently. I don't, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, he's just super immature, and it's like, well, how do you expect us to resolve this if you're going to be that standoffish? Yeah, he's, uh, saying your words just aren't enough is is like saying, well, that's it, our relationship is done, we've given up. But if yeah. if that's the end, why is he still singing the song? Why is he still like? Why is he telling her not to understand him because his words aren't enough, or because her words aren't enough? Like it's done. Just why continue? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe we should ask Joseph because uh, he's got to be at the root of all this. <laughs> I think we can just instead of asking Joseph, we can blame Joseph. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we've got another we've got another big chorus coming up, and I think uh, I think we may have heard a little bit of Slash 
Slash's intro. I'm going to rewind it a little bit so we can hear the full uh, string scratching intro from <laughs> Slash, and we'll go into the chorus. Okay, we have a we have a new chorus, and some of the some of the lines from the previous chorus have sort of been thrown in a blender, and uh, he adds a couple new words. So uh, Lamar, you can take it away. Uh, I am the, the the shell game, the lyrical shell game that he's playing right now has got me thrown a little bit. Uh, I don't even remember what the new line was, which is where <laughs> I was trying to fixate so that I could remember, but. I'm I'm lost because he's he's making no sense. <laughs> yeah, um, the new the new line. Well, there's sort of a new line and a change on an old line. So the new line is taking me higher, um, which doesn't yeah. doesn't really Where make the any hell sense. Does that come from? <laughs> I think it just rhymes with desire. It's just another one. <laughs> oh. Um, and the other, the other line is love is a woman where before he was saying love is a feeling and talk to me woman. He sort of combined the two lines to love is a woman, which doesn't make any sense either. Unless he, unless, unless this whole thing has been about him trying to, uh, initiate a threesome or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I'm. I think maybe he's just so overcome with his emotion that he's not even. He's, he can't even get the right words out, and so he's saying love is a woman, even though that makes no sense. Yeah. He's so flustered and frustrated. I, I, I honestly think he is legitimately just trying to do these choruses in one take and doesn't remember the words, or if he has them, in, <laughs> or if he has like the lyric, the lead sheet in front of him, he's just looking in the wrong places. I. I I would I would love for this to mean something, but I just think it's a have, bunch of words. <laughs> have either of you guys heard the? I believe it was the 25th anniversary issue of Thriller, because there is uh, there are a lot of bonus tracks. One of them being an early studio demo for Billy Jean, and he's in the booth, and he clearly has not written the song yet. Uh-huh. But he, the track the track is ready, and he's in the booth, and he's just. He's he's vibing with it. He's just like you know, and he just and he just starts saying words, and it's fucking gibberish. <laughs> so like, so that may be part of his process built in. Yeah, um, I can. I, I definitely, I definitely see that. Um, I while I haven't heard that uh, that particular version, I've listened to some acapella tracks um, from this album, and there's definitely a lot of. Like you hear him fumbling around in the booth, and it and and that was all that all made it to the final version. Like <laughs> he, he, you hear him snapping and clapping, and like he's just he's improvising, and and I think that's I think that's happening here too. You know, uh, this conversation is reminding me that um, I don't know how true this is, but I heard that uh, every <laughs> every single song on. Uh, 
the Beck album Odelay. Uh, I like Beck just made the lyrics up as he was in the booth, like for the first time with the, for the scratch vocals, and then he decided those all those lyrics were fine, and so he never changed them. And then when they when they were doing the uh, when they like re-released it for its tenth anniversary, he listened to it again. And he was like, Jesus Christ, what the f-? he's like, man, I really fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a that's definitely a, it's a fun experiment. Like I I haven't uh, well, I haven't made up lyrics on the spot, but I've I've done a couple um, experiments where um, this thing called the RPM project, where you record an entire album from scratch, like you write and record an entire album in the month of February, and typically what would happen to me would be I would spend three weeks writing the instrumentals. And then I would spend like a day and a half writing and recording all of the vocals for it. And then, you know, I look back at the end of it, like I can't, there's no time to stop. You just have to move forward with whatever you got. And then I look back on it and sometimes I say, wow, that was really cool. Like where the hell did I come up with that? And then other times it's like, what the hell does that mean? It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, Michael Jackson was not under that kind of deadline pressure. I'm sure if he had said, guys, I need another week to work on these lyrics, you know. <laughs> no, I, think, no, I think Michael Jackson was working under the uh, Nam- Nambu Remo program there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe he got caught. Maybe he was an early fantasy baseball guy and was caught up in that. <laughs> By mail. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess fantasy baseball, I think it was invented in like the late 70s, uh, so it's entirely possible. Um, but I never saw Michael Jackson in a baseball game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he, was, he would be a, a, a first pitch kind of guy in the in the public sphere, and I don't, I, I doubt that ever happened. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did do the, uh, the NFL, the NFL, the uh, Super Bowl halftime show that one year. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. He was, they pop, they they uh, he popped up on one side of the stadium, and then like two seconds later, he popped up on the other side. Oh, all right, I do remember that. And yeah. and he also did uh, that one year. He did um, uh, Hell in a Cell with Diamond Dallas Page, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he did. <laughs> oh, so. So so topical, Robbie. So topical. <laughs> DDP yoga. <laughs> <laughs> not, your, not your mama's yoga. <laughs> I wish we could. I don't get, know. Dallas, uh, Diamond, Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page could be. See, looks like he could be somebody's mom. He's super tan and he's got fucking greasy <laughs> curly hair <laughs> and and a beard. <laughs> yeah, a beard like all these moms walking around with their beards. <laughs> um. Okay, so we've uh, we, we've we're moving from this second uh, jumbled chorus into a uh, a bridge. What else? What else would come up next? This one um, this one gets a little personal. <laughs> Oh! 
All right, a couple things, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, first off, uh, if I'm this woman, motherfucker, are you following me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was at the mall with my girls. Were you, were you following me? No, that's, that's, that's number one. Number two, uh, she already was laughing when he wasn't around. So, mm-hmm. to say she won't be laughing when he's not around, like, this guy is, is this is, a, this is a lyrical Ouroboros happening right now. <laughs> yeah, that's this whole, that but, whole thing sort of makes me wonder if there really ever was a relationship in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, this could just be like the hot girl in his algebra class. Mm-hmm. It was like, you want to go out with me? She's like, you know, you're gross. Yeah, and oh then... Oh, my God, why won't you just give in to me? Give in to me. <laughs> Girl, check the yes box. Don't <laughs> <laughs> check the no box. It's it's subtitled American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be laughing when my anime gets published. <laughs> <laughs> You'll rue the day. You'll rue the day. <laughs> yeah, what's... Uh, you and your friends are laughing at me in town, but it's okay. It's okay. You won't be laughing. But I'm not around. I'll be okay. So is that like a suicide threat? Like, you won't be laughing when I'm not around? Like, he's going to kill himself? Yeah, that's some real stand shit right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah, that's, that's, that's way too intense, man. I mean, there's other fish in the sea. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how he's going to find peace of mind if he hasn't cut this, if he hasn't shut this down already. Like he, he clearly, he clearly enjoys all this angst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's, uh, you know, some, just some kind of masochist, and uh, you know, one of those guys, one of those people, I should say, who, you know, crashes from shitty relationship to shitty relationship because he actually gets off on all that arguing and friction. <laughs> now I'm fixated on, on Raleigh's suggestion that there never was a relationship in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> now, just going going over the, the lyrics to that to that bridge, it was reminding me, especially the you won't be laughing girl when I'm not around part, reminds me of uh, Radiohead's Creep when he says, um, I want I want you to notice when I'm not around. And I feel like that song is the lyrically way more effective than this one. It seems to be more um uh it sticks more to the theme. Like there's it's it's clear that the main character is is a creep. Um he has very low self esteem and he and he's extremely bitter and he's admitting that he's extremely bitter about the main character's lack of attention, and mm-hmm. with with Michael, he's he's being really amb- ambiguous about it, and like we can't decide whose side we're taking here. I mean, it seems to be we're we're clearly not on Michael's side in this case, but I'm not sure he realizes that. Well, I think <laughs> with with creep, I mean, right, the title, like. It's so it diffuses and like you know, like the guy is self-aware that he's like you know, acting like a weirdo by you know, 
like not necessarily stalking, but by being so intense and emotional towards this person who isn't like into him. Uh, you know, and he's kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm acting nuts though. And here, Michael Jackson is just like, I'm not the one who's crazy. You're the one who's crazy with your heart of <laughs> stone and throwing it all back to me. And all he wanted was a Pepsi with your friends at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Let's just be clear, though. It's not necessarily the mall; it's town. <laughs> right. Well, right. stop laughing with your friends at the plaza, at the, <laughs> at the CVS. Yeah. Down to the malt, the malt shopping. <laughs> I've seen you at the notary public's house laughing at me. <laughs> Down at the chamber of commerce. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you at that subway on Main Street acting like I don't exist. Fucking <laughs> trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm right here across the street at the hardware store. <laughs> when, when is there a hidden track on on dangerous where we find out that he's been dead for thirty five years <laughs> in this in, in this song? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, yeah, he used to live around here. Died a long time ago, though. <laughs> you, you've always been here, Mister Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he murdered somebody who was laughing at him. You crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the Michael Jackson you've been you've been speaking to is her ghost. <laughs> ghost. <laughs> so are we, are we coming up on 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 Slash doing his thing? Is yeah, this where is, we are. This is part one of Slash's mighty solo, his extra special solo. Would you like to like to hear it a little? Like yeah, to hear? Slash. Like to hear it? Here it go. <laughs> He snuck. He snuck in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Raleigh, how do you feel about uh, the Slash solo? Um, it's adequate. It's you know nothing special. Um, I don't think it doesn't sound like Snash. Slash. What do they call him? Snash. <laughs> <laughs> Axe and Smash. They don't sound warmed up necessarily here. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I guess I think the issue is like, you know, this has okay. When you think of Slash, obviously you think of Guns N' Roses, and you think of the kinds of like ballads that they did, and even in those, even in the ballads that they had, like you know, he really uh, worked in some pretty like intense, memorable soloing. And yeah, this to me does uh, like it's not very, it's not super. Uh, engaging or interesting um and you know which of which carries on the theme it carries the theme of this album's guest star not doing anything interesting <laughs> <laughs> uh so and what i think about also is that um i don't think slash like of roses like when did you the use your illusions come out like uh, the same was it like the same year or yeah, the next year? Yeah, I think it was about the Probably same like, time. It's like ninety. 
Um, I'll look it up. I mean, it was this period for sure. And uh, I do remember there was kind of a semi-famous, like, Axl Rose interview where he, like, really took Slash to task for, like, playing on Dangerous. And uh, he was like, I just couldn't believe he did that. Uh, and you know, yeah, I think the Slash is just like, what? <laughs> like, who fucking cares? <laughs> uh, I won't believe this bucket of cash, motherfucker. Look <laughs> 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 my top hat's full of these dollar pills. <laughs> um, Michael Jackson's crazy. He plays me in the blues. <laughs> um, sort of, sort of interesting. The timeline of these two albums. Just looking at it now, they were written and recorded at like exactly the same time. Um, they both started in January of 1990, and mm-hmm. they both finished about a, a year and a quarter later. <laughs> so, and, uh, and, and the, you know, that was Use Your Illusions one and two. So Slash yeah. was working on two albums at once. Mm-hmm. And, like, Michael Jackson called him to do this shit, so, you know, obviously well, maybe, he was... Well, maybe that was the disbelief. It was like, yeah, I don't know how Slash has the time to go and... Maybe. <laughs> maybe it was like, I was like, how dare you work with Michael Jackson? More like, yo. No, I think, it was, I think it was, I mean, I think it was a how dare you. I mean, you know, Axl Rose is, is nothing if not, like, never vague. Like, uh, he was just <laughs> totally like, man, how could he do that and it's like well i mean maybe he needed a break from like you know listening to that drum intro that you could be mine six thousand times in a row <laughs> yeah and just uh looking at looking at where they both recorded um they both recorded in completely different studios so it's not like you know it's not like slash was just walking down the hall and michael ran into him and said hey uh can i get you on a couple tracks here <laughs> Wait, wait, was Michael Jackson just on the phone? Because I, I, uh, that's, that reminds me of another, uh, collaboration from the 90s that I don't think we ever heard. One, uh, Green, Green Day and Snoop Dogg were in the same, working in the same studio once, and they did, like, a little quick collaboration. I don't think that ever came out, though. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I'm sure, though, that it was a Green Day indeed. Oh, because of hot. That's a a reefer humor for you guys. Hey, thanks for taking us down to that level, Mar. Excellent. We appreciate the drug references. (laughs) That's that's definitely going on the highlight reel. I riff on what I know, gentlemen. I riff on what I know. (laughs) Yes, you are a huge Green Day fan. That's true. That's been established. (laughs) Bubba. Bubba. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so I don't uh so I don't know the story of how Slash um ended up on this. Um I I did I watched an interview with Slash uh last week uh just talking about his involvement with with uh Black or White and it did it didn't seem it did seem that the intro for Black or White was sort of just some session work that Slash did and he didn't actually put any effort into it. And I don't even think he necessarily intended it for it to end up on uh, the Michael Jackson skit before Black or White. Um, this one seems like it's definitely on purpose, um, but it also doesn't sound like he's trying very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is also like, I mean, Raleigh, I don't know how, or Raleigh and Lamar, 
I don't know how you guys feel, but uh, like you know, there's a lot of debate about Flash, how Slash's guitar stylings. Okay, he like he kind of was losing his sound around this time. You know, he never recaptured that same sound he had on Appetite for Destruction, and um, you know, he hasn't really done anything like since then. It's been as uh, as like amazing. Um, you know, and I'm not gonna, I'm not, like, I don't want to fault the guy. Because, you know, he was, it seemed like he was pretty busy at this time. But, uh, you know, he may have just been losing his thing or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. And it's hard to, I feel, I feel like it's hard to come down on Slash because he seems like a pretty decent guy. I gotta say, I don't really have as much experience probably with, with Guns N' Roses Slash, Slash, <laughs> as, as you guys do. But, uh, but I've, I mean, I, 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 so I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I, my experience, in my experience, I, I don't know how to monitor any kind of drop off, um, even to the point of not knowing whether he was really phoning it in or, or, or what for the black or white uh, offering. But um, I mean, he's still pretty amazing when he's making it look easy, right? Because he's been doing it forever. Like that's, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it is. I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe Michael Jackson. I mean, uh, Slash may have been listening to this song and went, "What the fuck is this song, Mike?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, can you imagine you're working? Okay, you're working with Axl Rose, who's like the craziest rock star on the planet at the time, and like you're like, "Man, I really need a break." I'm looking at like, can you tell your like PR guy or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Just let me know if anybody else contacts me. I'm looking for a nice escape. And then it's like, oh, guess what? Michael Jackson wants you to be on this album. And you get this song. It's like, what, what, give in to me. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, you know, you can't just tell, uh, you know, Michael Jackson, you can't just be like, hey, is there another song maybe I can play on? Because it sounds fucking crazy. Well, he, he had an opportunity to make it a rockin' awesome right. song. And uh, I don't know if, um, I don't know how much of the song was finished where at the point where they invited him into it but i feel like it's a a, a, just a huge missed opportunity if you're getting someone that's known to be a heavier like rock guitarist um this could have easily been like i didn't i never i don't think i ever heard this song before so i didn't know what to expect going into it but i was sort of hoping for something like like janet jackson's black cat or like uh, when En Vogue did um, Free Your Mind. Like I thought it was going to be some like balls out kind of like here comes some fucking rock guitar up your ass, you know? And it's, <laughs> it's not that at well, all. <laughs> none, but none of like, yeah, he didn't shove heavy D up our ass. He didn't shove Rex and effects up our ass. Like, right. He's, you know, not every, he's, all, those, all these people are very like, you know, restrained. It's not uh, not like... Uh, it's yeah, but I mean, I'm. It is disappointing, but it's also like you know, it's not like. Uh, it would be more disappointing if he was like covering, Rocket Queen, and like you know, it wasn't <laughs> as good. I don't know. I'm making those deep cut references. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, um, you're so. There is there is definitely the the drop off from Slash. Just to just to touch on that very briefly, um, yeah. he he didn't do too much after this. Well, he worked 
constantly, you know, slashes snake pit and velvet revolver. Um, I will just defend him slightly and I'll say, um, there is a, a velvet revolver song that I really dig the, uh, the guitar riffs for, um, slither. It was, that was sort of a cool slash tune, I think. But apart from that, I mean, I'm yeah, not super like familiar with his work. Yeah, he did good stuff in Velvet Revolver, but I mean, also maybe, I'm thinking maybe it was also the chemistry, because some of the guys in Guns N' Roses changed between Appetite and Illusion, and like, you know, Izzy Stradlin is a really good guitarist, and that, the, I mean, the, both drummers are pretty equally matched, but, uh, you know, the original guy had more of like a, more a sound that lent itself better to that kind of tone that he had, you know, uh, so... Steven Adler, that was his name. That was very important that I remembered that. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I brought this to a screeching halt, so why don't you play more of the song? <laughs> um, okay, I can do that. Michael's coming back into uh, some more lyrics, so although I don't think it's anything new. Because you're... There's a drop off for sure right there. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going on there. You could you could tell Jacko was feeling it at that point. <laughs> there is um there is some degree of uh of a live feeling in this tune occasionally. Um and I know in the video they actually they pump in audience sounds <laughs> and it's a it's a video that appears to be shot live. Um, but Whoa. there, but I definitely, I feel, I feel like this could have easily just been a live track, um, minus the synthesizer. Um, but the rest of it sounds like it's a live take. And I, I was actually, that probably is why I was going to ask you if this song was performed live. Cause I know that you, you mentioned that for the other songs when it applies, do you, do you have the facts on that there? I do not. You uh, you caught me with my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't um, know. I know I've seen yeah. uh, I've seen video footage of Slash on stage with Michael, and they have they had a little uh, a little bit together where Slash was playing a crazy solo, and Michael just like wanted him to stop, but Slash just keeps playing the solo anyway. And uh, I, I, I'm just assuming that it was for this song. I don't know that for sure, though. Uh, I uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say that some something about Michael Jackson. Uh, that I'm surprised that this song had a video. I'd never I've never seen it. Yeah, it sounds like it, it was. This was more of a uh, overseas kind of thing again. Um, like like uh, last week's episode was. Uh, mostly a European, it was a European hit. This was a, let's see, this was a New Zealand hit. This was a UK hit. This was never released as a single in North America or Asia. Mm. Damn. So I'm guessing the video is probably a similar, suffered a similar fate. Lamar, Lamar, have you ever been to Europe? 
<laughs> I have not, sir. Have, have not you been, been in New Zealand? I have not. Okay. What was it? Asia? Uh, wait, it wasn't released in Asia. Have you been to Neverland? Okay. I've, <laughs> I've yet to cross an ocean, gentlemen. True. <laughs> I've never been anywhere. <laughs> there's, just, there's, just so much, there's just so much of our great nation to explore. I've done a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That means you're... Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're just spending every weekend at the, at the, at the I was looking at the Mount Rushmore. You know, at the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm I'm over at Jellystone from uh, <laughs> Jellystone. Yeah, Jellystone. You know, we go down to the uh, the canyon. You know, the big one. Oh, here we <laughs> go. I have some intel on the video. Um, it was shot in about two hours in Germany. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> which we, which means it was it was definitely it was exactly two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um but he did uh he did get a lot of special guests for the uh for the video. He managed to get Slash to show up as well as Gilby from Guns N' Roses. Um huh. and the bassist from Living Color, Muzz Skillings. Huh. Wow. <laughs> They were just, they were just in the, okay. Yeah, I don't I know if Vernon they, Reed wasn't available. I guess not. <laughs> oh, that's fucked, man. <laughs> He's uh, like, I'm going out here. I'm going to Germany for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Gilby Clark went. Like, why would, that seems bizarre. Maybe, maybe they were there. Maybe they were there already. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Did Live in Color ever tour with Guns N' Roses? I wonder. Um, I mean, that could be the only explanation for why another member of Guns N' Roses and a member of Living Color was, uh, you know, in the video, mm -hmm. unless Michael Jackson was, like, very specific. Like, man, I really, you know, the visual aesthetic of this video demands Gilby Clark and <laughs> this other guy from Living Color whose name I don't even remember. <laughs> I feel like if all those guys were there in the studio for this song, that they would have, like forced him to have a better song. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. And it would be amazing to hear all three of them playing solos at the same time. <laughs> <clears throat> is, is, there, is there another verse after this, or is it over? Um, there are no more verses, no. He just kind of uh, he riffs on the, um, on the chorus some more. Let's see. Well, you know, there's still two and a half minutes of the song. <laughs> wow. This is another one where he just doesn't know when to give up. I mean, then he's, yeah, he's, he keeps he, he keeps the blender on. I'm, 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 I think there was even a point when Talk to Me Woman and was followed by immediately, I don't want to hear it. Um... <laughs> Let's see. At some point in that later later yeah. section of the song, yeah, you're I remember, right. Because I, li I listened to this song probably ten to twelve times consecutively <laughs> this afternoon, mm -hmm. and it didn't get less weird. In yeah, time at all. Yeah, I think the, I think yeah. the section we're up to right now is uh, he is where he throws in the I don't want to hear it. I think that's uh, oh, okay. I think that's coming up now. So I'll, I'll give you another another chorus. <laughs> I 
Tell it to the preacher. Tell what? it to tell it to the preacher. Yes, we have uh, yet another missed uh, a third surprise cat uh, character introduced this late <laughs> in the song. <laughs> I'm it. I'm it. I'm it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh gosh, Rosie oh. the nosy neighbor. <laughs> so does, does he want her to talk to him or the preacher? I mean, he's giving off some mixed signals here. He doesn't want to hear it. He wants her to tell it to the preacher, but I don't know what she's telling him because I don't think she's even talking to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think you... Like, he just needs to get a fucking job and not worry about this girl. <laughs> uh, I don't... Yeah, I don't understand it either. Uh, can, you, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, all, all I can imagine is he's planning on marrying this woman and they have like pre cana counseling or something. <laughs> and and he's just like, whatever bullshit you got to say, you can say it to him <laughs> before, before we close this deal, okay? I don't want to hear it. I'm amused and somewhat flabbergasted. Like, I've only heard of anybody doing a pre cana or pre cana thing before marriage once. And. I mean, you know, clearly Michael Jackson is super rich and famous. He'd need to do that, right? <laughs> um, I don't know if he would do it specifically, but uh, but de- definitely it could be some kind of prenuptial thing. Certainly. Uh, yeah, um, Raleigh. Before you were married, did you do that, or was that not anything you did? No. Did you not. do that, or was that a thing that you did not do? We did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You just woke up one morning and you were married. Yes. <laughs> okay. We okay. woke up. We All woke right. up one morning. And we said to each other, "Love is a feeling." I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm curious what, so. what "satisfy the feeling" is is in reference to. Uh, uh, I don't know. Probably murdering her. <laughs> if you murder her, that'll satisfy the feeling. In this- if love is a feeling, and love is a woman, uh, and we satisfy the feeling, <laughs> there's only a, only a couple of other options, right? Like satisfying a woman, but he's clearly not doing that. Right, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. Unless <laughs> uh, we're back on that threesome gimmick, where it's just like, <laughs> please this lady. What? It is, look, this song is fucked up, guys. <laughs> well, we're going we're going to another weird place in the next in the next uh chorus, the next extended chorus oh. solo jam. Oh. Here Uh-oh, we go. let's see. After the solo. <laughs> I'm just going to cut in real quick and say this, uh, that bit of the solo is a little more interesting. He still, Slash could still uh, be a little better, but it's more I think you're being very conservative. Listen, I, like I said, I hate to, 
I hate to come down on Slash. He seems like a mensch. But that was some straight up guitar center bullshit. <laughs> you guys you guys are harsh. <laughs> I mean because I'm, I'm sitting here going, I can't do that shit. <laughs> listen, I can't even I cannot say that I can't even I'm not saying I could do anything better, but I'm saying like listen, go and listen to Appetite for Destruction front to back and like, you know, have your bowels blown out. <laughs> and then come back and listen to this and be like, oh, okay, so he's like the fucking third backup guitarist for Kiss now? What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely can't play that solo either. I'm not I'm not much of a solo guy. But um but but this isn't this is not even uh this is not even approaching like November Rain or Don't Cry or, you know. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Kiss briefly, uh also at Schiller, Ace Freely. Ah, I did I see. Don't know I, why. I saw somebody. <laughs> Wait, saw, did we? Were we talking about that chili stuff while we were on while we were recording? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. I thought we. I thought we were. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. Wait. Uh, I was supposed to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait Uh-oh. a minute. You guys are real. Dream. <laughs> I did see. Uh, I saw somebody that was. Uh, that used to be in Kiss at Chiller once. I can't remember who the heck it was. It wasn't was it Bruce Felix. It no. It wasn't Tommy Thayer. It wasn't Vinnie Vincent either. Mark St. John. Uh, I can't remember who the guy's <laughs> name was. Eric was all of, Maybe he wasn't was even in of, Kiss. <laughs> was it all? Was it all of Mini Kiss stacked on top of each other? <laughs> <laughs> Hershey's Kiss. What the heck was that guy's name? I don't remember what his name was. I can name every member of Kiss. That's my super. That's my superpower. Really? So I can just name them. All. Yeah. Well, just keep saying them. So, okay. Um, Eric Carr. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna retract my statement and say he was not someone that was in Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't remember who the guy was, but what the hell was that guy's name? Well, I don't know. That's for. That'll be for the um, for the comment section of Tumblr. <laughs> well, now I feel I need to I need to finish saying all the members of Kiss. Go for it. Eric Singer, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Freely, Peter Chris. I think I covered everybody else. You said Vinnie Vincent. I said Mark St. John, Ruth Q, like Tommy Thayer, Eric Carr, Eric Singer. Okay, I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing one more name. You're seeing one more name? I'm seeing one oh, more name. Uh, Studio only. Drummer. Studio only. Studio only drummer. Oh, yeah, of course. Anton Anton Fig. There you go. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't really in his. He never wore the makeup or the <laughs> leather chaps. But. <clears throat> hmm. So. Now, can you continue naming every guitarist that has ever lived? Uh, yeah, okay, yes, I can do that. Um, Robert Johnson, Ingway Malmsteen, Dave Mustaine, Marty Friedman, um, Kirk Hammett, James Hetfield, uh, Frank Zappa. Wally Chung. Um, Wally Chung, Kirk Howley, Raleigh Hatch. Um, but seriously, guys, I'm not going to do this all night. I mean, that would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Slash is uh, Slash just wrapped up his second boring solo set, and um, now we'll get to some more lyrics. 
All right, it was some nice little shredding there. <laughs> Anybody else got any idea why he wanted to piss Jackie Wilson off by swagger jacking off his line? Because it doesn't make any sense. But taking me higher it makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, he was just probably in the booth feeling it, you know? Uh. Yeah, I mean, what else rhymes with fire? I mean, geez, there's no many, there's only so many words. <laughs> he's not as inventive as, uh, as Beck on Odelay. I mean, he's only Michael Jackson, so he can't say, like, trash can guitar, Vietnamese superstar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's... He could have he could have gone with no time to wallow in the mire. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever, have you ever heard the replacements cover of that where Paul Westerberg says no time to wallow in the mire, whatever that is? No. I thought that was charming. That was charming. It's charming. It's charming rock and roll moment. Um, um. So there are some some. Kooky, more kooky things that he says in that chorus, Lamar. Would you like to take a stab at it? Honestly, the guitar overpowered everything that he said, so I'm completely blank on that. Okay, so here's based on the lyrics uh, that I'm going off of here on azlyrics.com. Uh, we have "I don't want to hear it," "Give it to the fire," "Talk to me, woman," "Quench my desire." I don't like a lady. Talk to me, baby. <laughs> Give in to me. <laughs> See, now he's just being an asshole. Like, what? <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> Give it to the fire? Now, are we sacrificing shit now? Like, who? What? What I is mean, happening? Maybe. Maybe he is writing this from the point of view of a sorcerer who <laughs> See, I told has you trapped a virgin in the woods and must sacrifice her to, uh, you know, his his preferred demonic god. <laughs> so, so, so this, so his uh, his stalking mission in town was actually before the abduction. Mm-hmm. It was actually it was before. Um, uh, the Enlightened Age. It was uh, in, probably in the 1300s, and he needed a, he needed a virgin, a uh, uh, fair virtue, pure and true, to uh, you know appease the demon played by Peter Cushing. See, this is all just a hammer horror film. This, this, this whole thing, uh, well, you know. Well, well, it sounds more like Martin Lawrence's Black Knight. <laughs> you know, can we get through one episode without bringing up Black Knight? Is that ever going to happen? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, it's, only, it's only Martin Lawrence's at Magnum Opus, and we will talk about it. <laughs> it's Magnum Opus. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm more of a Big Mama's House 2 guy, but listen, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> it's no match for, for three. Raleigh, where do you, where do you stand in the Big Mama's House trilogy? Gina. <laughs> where, where do you stand on the on? Where, where 
stand on Blue Street. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I stand. Uh, I stand next to uh, Shinene, Right? Is that the neighbor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So uh, another superpower I have is I can name every Martin Lawrence movie. So <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. <laughs> Uh, you you want to go for it? Uh, Big Mama's House one, two, and three. Blue Streak. Uh, <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Black Knight. Uh, Life. Um, Bad Boys one and two. Uh, house Party. Yeah, was in House Party, right? Um, yeah. He was in. Was he? He was in Do the Right Thing. Yes, he was. He was also okay. in House Party too. Mmm. But didn't return for the third one. No, no, no one did. Crisscross did. I mean, Crisscross was there. They didn't return. They showed up. They gave in to the house party demand. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, but but King Play did return for the fifth house party. Riley, you're still alive. Yeah, I'm just. I'm waiting for you to hit on the big one from 1992. The big Martin Lawrence movie from 1992. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not. Uh, he's not the star. Um, well, it's not Run Tell That. Are we and counting the Are we counting the concert films? <laughs> I am. Listen, I don't know what world you live in. Um, <laughs> mm, a big one from 1992. Mm-hmm. That's, that's throwing me off. I big, don't know. Tell me. What is it? Big, big soundtrack. Boys to Men. Boomerang. There you go. Oh. He was in Boomerang. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah. He was the uh, he was the friend that that read racial undertones and everything. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. So let's not forget. Yeah. Uh, talking dirty after dark. Uh, thin line between love and hate. You know. Hmm. Uh, uh, wow. Was, was what's the was what's the worst that can happen? The one with Tim Robbins. What so um. I think no, Danny DeVito. Oh, he did one with Tim Robbins, though. You're right, he did. I forget the name of it. I wish I I wish I I knew more Martin Lawrence movies. (laughs) I wonder if Michael Jackson and Martin Lawrence ever met. Hmm. Seems plausible. Seems like it may have happened backstage at Arsenio. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson definitely met that kid. And I'm not like he's not a kid anymore, but that that BJ Novak guy from The Office. He, oh, really? BJ, yeah, BJ Novak. Like one of his talk show stories is about how he met Michael Jackson. You know, they played Pictionary or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not a big deal. Uh, kind yeah. of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Raleigh, how much like how many we still have two minutes left of the song? Uh no, we have a few more give in to me's and a couple more of the blender lyrics. About a minute left. Still well, that's still a lot. That's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh close this out, I think.
There's just nothing happening at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Did we miss the part where he goes, Give it to me! <laughs> there it is. Oh, boy. Man. Give oh, man. It, you know... At least it didn't drag on too much. <laughs> He's on fire. He's back to the talk to me woman, quench my desire, and now <clears throat> give it to the feeling. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Give it to the feeling. Michael Jackson, go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> give it to the feeling. Jump across the ceiling. Go in, <laughs> Dancing go in, on the ceiling. Going to New Zealand. <laughs> Lots of crazy feeling. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess some bananas for appealing. A city in West Virginia <laughs> is wheeling. Wheeling. Uh, Winona Ryder always stealing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Callista uh, Flockhart is Ally McBealing. <laughs> Jackson Jackson got me reeling. <laughs> this, guys, this, uh, it's... This, I, I'm gonna go in out on him and say, look, guys, this this album is not great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lamar, when you what now? Did, but was there a time where you were into this album, or have you always been like suspect with it? I think actually there was a po- there was a point late '91 when I had the CD, or my mom had it. You know, we picked it up from. Nobody beats the Wiz, naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to it front to back, mainly, and actually the, the one song that I was looking for more than any other one at that point was, I think, track uh, 11, which was the Free Willy track. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but I, I do remember liking, uh, I remember liking Jam, and uh, I, I remember it thinking that since Dangerous was the titular track, I should enjoy that just for that on that level alone. And I think uh-huh. I did. And I remember, remember the time the, the event for that video was bigger than the black or white video because of all the cameos in it. So that was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember being largely underwhelmed by most of the song. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's holding up under the microscope that I had on it back when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. And were you like, were you ever like, what was your general opinion of Michael Jackson? Were you like, well, Michael Jackson was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, to, to this day, my favorite Michael Jackson album is off the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, for me, like, I enjoy it more than Thriller. And more than, I mean, it goes without saying, more than bad or mm-hmm. invisible. <laughs> or, or, I mean, escape. Uh, or history. Or, yeah. Oh, speaking of history, uh, he let Janet drop an F-bomb in that album, on that album. That was pretty fun. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I was going to bring that up. Uh, uh, was it in Scream? In Scream? Yeah. With, with what would have been a stop messing with me, she just said, fuck it. 
Yeah, I know. I know what you really want to say. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. My sister's here. She'll protect me if she gets out of control. Oh <laughs> uh, man! But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'll fully admit that I am a disco guy. So it's only natural that that also I would be be my favorite Michael Jackson album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but what this is one, what, now? What does being uh, a disco guy entail? Um. Staying some, uh, at, staying some at the YMCA. Some, 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 some dancerisms, because that's mm-hmm. a word. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you can even tell, like, there's a song on Off the Wall uh, called Get on the Floor, where Michael Jackson's clearly having a fucking blast making mm-hmm. this song, where he's just, he just lets out a jubilant yawn that isn't like your classic <laughs> It's like, I'm just having really a lot of fun right now. And <laughs> that comes through. Mm-hmm. You know? For me, disco's always had that kind of effect on me. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this ain't that. This is... No. This yeah. is disco has long closed. Yeah, I'm, I've, from the very beginning of, uh, of these episodes we've released, I've been worried that people think that um, I'm just out to pick on Michael, you know, because I don't like the songs, but that's, that's not the case. Um, I, I loved the, the two songs that we covered before, uh, before we started releasing them and they were both from off the wall, if I recall, right? Crowley, yeah, your yeah. highest, your highest ranking song on here so far, statistically, as far as I remember, is in the closet still. Like, yeah. that, yeah. that decidedly for me says, yeah, this guy is sensitive to enjoying Michael Jackson because, it's like, I wouldn't rank it that high, but that you would do that means like, yeah, this is not a show about hating on Michael Jackson unless I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. And I would still like to register my complete disbelief that in the closet is Raleigh's favorite track on this album so far. Yeah. Well, to be, but, uh, to be fair, I did. I, I reluctantly ranked remember the time at the same 6.5 as in the closet, but I'm definitely, uh, I lean towards the in the closet as, as my favorite track from this album. Is easily. You've mentioned it in every episode since. Yeah, I can't. Yep. I, I still listen. I go back and listen yeah, to he it. He mentions it when we're just hanging out. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I just call him up with a question, he's like, in the closet. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lamar, I'm, you, you hit on the word that, that described this entire track for me, and it was underwhelming. Um, that's, I don't know any other way to describe it. It's a... It's a big missed opportunity. Um, it it sounded okay, but it doesn't go anywhere, and um, it's it, it's a misuse of another special guest. At least Slash gets a Slash got to stick around for longer than exactly sixteen seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he wasn't kicking Slash raps. I mean, if he was kicking one of Slash's raps. It would have been 16 seconds, which is like that consistency is unreal. Like it's almost formulaic. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear 16 seconds of Slash rapping, though. Yeah, I would have if I were Slash. I would have negotiated maybe like eight seconds of rap, and then I get to play a solo for half as long. <laughs> you know, like Slash's rap would have been like, "Wait, hang on, what? No, wait, <laughs> I can't do this, you guys." <laughs> Uh, so Raleigh, how are how let me let me 
Let me, uh, well, no, let me start with our guest, Lamar. Lamar, if you had to rank this numerically, what are you given? Oh, uh, man. So, so you guys work on a 10 scale, right? Yeah. Theoretically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to not do it relatively. I'm going to look at the song at its, at its merits. Uh, the lyrical content being what it is already like drops it down to a six right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but in that case, I would say that it's, uh, like a five, five point two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and, and I think that is actually, uh, pretty relative. Uh, but to the entire Michael Jackson catalog, not just this album. So you, like this is this is a half-assed effort um, by 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 his by his standards. I'd say. So you lied to mm-hmm. us. You lied to us. It, it was relative. <laughs> yes, I lied. <laughs> Big swerve, the swerve to the yeah, people. Really. I'm, I'm being. I'm, I'm I'm just being duplicitous, like Michael Jackson right now. I don't want to hear it. Talk to me, guys. <laughs> Man, I wish you'd just give in to not lying to us. <laughs> Love is a podcast. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to take you guys higher with my lies, because I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a fucking liar. <laughs> Raleigh, uh, where are you ranking this bitch? I, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I'm still, I'm looking over my my old rankings. Um, I can say sonically it was okay. Um, I don't mind the change of pace. Like it's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, lowly, I'm not gonna give it a low rating just because it was a power ballad. Um, it could have been a lot more. It could have been. This had a lot of potential, and they blew it. Um, uh, let's see. I feel like I can't. I can't rank it higher than Jam, and Jam I gave a, a pretty low grade to. I feel like I would rather listen to Jam than this. So I'm gonna say four and three quarters. Well, I'm just going to go out and say this shit is getting a four from me (laughs) because uh, I can't even, uh, you know, like, you know, the lyrics creep me out, even though it's kind of like a solid presentation, you know, Slash doesn't do anything interesting, uh, and there's no, uh, it just doesn't, you know, I don't taste it. <laughs> you guys are so tempted by the fruit of another slash performance. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I don't have that, so I, I'm pretty sure that that's influencing my, uh, or it's not influencing my decision in the same in the same way that it has yours. But I will say this: like my my assessment does bring home the that I would rather listen to In the Closet than this, and I previously didn't care for In the Closet at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow if if in the closet hits the uh billboard charts again if it if it re-enters i think i'm taking full credit yeah, i think you're gonna have to 
You're gonna, you mean blame? Yes, you're going to have to take full no, blame for that. No, I take credit. I think I'm going to have to add an Amazon uh, affiliate link to In the Closet. <laughs> if, you, if you get rich from tipping In the Closet, <laughs> I'm going to be very angry. <laughs> well, it's going to be me and, uh, me and Princess Stephanie of Monaco. We're going to be sharing the bucks because nobody else is around to see it anymore. What about multi-instrumentalist Teddy Riley? Didn't All he get right. something to do with that one? That's true. Teddy will Teddy will get a little cut. He'll get he'll get yeah. He'll have to divide it up between his multi-instruments. But um, <laughs> that's, that's that's for him to work out. You never hear about him today. He's broke because he's got he's got to pay child support for the trombone and the keyboard <laughs> and the drums. Trombone. trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. Next thing you're gonna tell me he's the guy who who did the music for the Zatarans commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Zatarans. You, you know, as far as I know, multi instrumentalist Teddy Riley is also a rice mogul. He may have founded Zatarans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well. Thank you, thank you very much, Lamar, for uh, for dealing with us for for a full well, episode. I had a I had a blast, man. This is a this is a, this is a good time, and I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that you guys are not going to just ride off into the sunset after the end of this album. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope no, we, well, I dude, hope we ride uh, right into least, a better album. <laughs> I mean, Riley. Yeah. We're we're definitely uh, gonna do another round of this. I don't know if it'll be immediately when uh, this ends, but uh, for sure that we, we, Riley and I, are gonna do that that you know rap party episode once we've done all the songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm 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 uh, I, I'm I'm in. I will make it. I will I will. I will find it. I will get to that neutral location in that great sketchy <laughs> hotel room. I will Excellent. do it. That sounds great. So we've got Lamar on board. We just need to get Kirk Howley yeah. and every guitarist who's ever lived, which <laughs> includes Eddie Van Halen, uh, Johnny Ramone, Steve Jones, um, Vernon Reed, uh, Gilby Clark. Um, I'm going to say um between each one of them, even though I know them all. Jimi uh, Hendrix, G.E. Smith, Stevie Ray Vaughan, <laughs> um, Stone Gossard, Richard, um, <laughs> Jeff Skunk Bass Baxter. Who's actually wait? Is he a bass player? Or is he a guitarist? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he's a bass player. Oh, I fucked this up. Never mind. What about hey the man, guy? let me get you back. Let me get you back on track. Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> thank you thank you very much Kevin Eubank um, um, man I just can't think of any more yeah, those are all the guitarists in the world that's it, that's what, it. The guy nobody from, else has ever played guitar the guy from Cheap <laughs> Trick with all the except for Dime, Dimebag Daryl and um, <laughs> wait a minute wait, was Dimebag Daryl the only guitar player in Pantera I guess he was yeah I'm just now. I'm going to stop every time and, and ask a question about each person. Um, 
now I'm not tired. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of Kirk Howley, we're hoping to have him as a guest next week. Now that Lamar has paved the way, and uh, I, I believe has proved that this to be a successful uh, venture for Yaks and Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, yeah. be, we'll be covering the Free Willy song. Will you Will you be there? Which which I accidentally listened to uh, about a minute of this week, so I apologize. I'll be I'm a little tainted. <laughs> is, the, is, the, is the trend c- consistent in that this uh, that song also does not end with a question mark? Yeah, but no question mark for will you be there? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's important for us to remember that Michael Jackson didn't really go to a lot of school. <laughs> that's true that's true okay like I, I i'm pretty sure that the the tutoring uh policy for for young entertainers was a little bit more lax back during his his time he was famous at nine. So yeah yeah i i, I get it there has to be i get it he's, he's kind of stupid <laughs> somewhere on earth though there had to be a a famous family of editors that grew up at the same time as the Jackson family, and they should have been there to just spell check these albums and punctuation check them and to make sure that everything makes sense. And unfortunately, that that family of editors just did not get famous. Well, they didn't get famous because the, the patriarch was also like a violent, abusive guy, and uh, he actually beat the smallest editor to death. And... Uh, so that family never got famous. <laughs> oh God! Correct. So if you guys if you guys have not seen the Black Dynamite animated uh, series episode with Michael Jackson, please do. I have not because, seen. It. I haven't because the uh, the origin of Shimon is explained. <laughs> we haven't had a lot of Shimons in this on this album. No. Uh, if you if you watch this episode, if you watch that episode of Black Dynamite, you might see why. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lamar, do you have anything? Do you have anything to plug? Would you like to uh, shout out your podcast a few more times? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so the Mars Media Podcast uh, are on iTunes, all under the same umbrella. But the offerings under that umbrella include the McLean DeSalvo Report, which is a sports show, Lady Bits, which is a feminist show and Brothers from Another Planet, which is a show about entertainment and race. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mars Media US, Mars with a Z, US as in America. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. We will do all of those things. I'm sure James Green is already doing all those things. I will I will I add am. to that. But thanks again to, you, to both of you guys for being, uh, being gracious hosts and uh, dialing me up. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. It was no a blast, like you said. Yeah, we'll do this again, absolutely, at some point. Do you have a uh, you calling dibs on any other songs? You might as well. <laughs> uh, not, not quite yet. I, I, I do want to. I want to hear what you guys, what you guys have on the uh, on deck first, and then uh, then I'll have that. Okay. Hopefully, it's not Invincible. <laughs> oh, think, oh man! I think today is some anniversary of Invincible. I don't know what it is, but um, since I started, <laughs> is it the anniversary of uh, Michael Jackson calling Tommy Mottola devilish? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> oh, Michael! 
Oh my! What God. are we going to do with you? <laughs> that darn Michael. <laughs> That's what we should. If you guys, if, if you guys do cover Invincible, it will have been the first time that I've listened to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may all be in the same boat for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. All right. Well, here comes our special music. Hit it, man. basement in the Alamo. <laughs> Rest in peace, Tom Davis. <laughs>